Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Hey, Blink-182 with Mark, Tom, and Travis are back. I keep wanting to say Mike, Tom, and Yuri, but that's a different band. (laughs) The guys released Edging, and I gotta say, it felt a little uninspired to me. But after Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I have not been the biggest fan of Blink-182's material. But I will for sure be checking out the band's new record when it drops. Why talk about Blink-182 at all? Well, apparently it's pop-punk week on As the Story Grows with two new up-and-coming pop-punk bands that you want on your radar. Today we welcome Holy Fang's vocalist, Juliana Messina. Holy Fang self-released their debut EP back in July. A Bandcamp link is in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Juliana talks about growing up in New Jersey and the early 2000s emo and punk boom, moving to the West Coast, why pop-punk still matters, and more. This was a super fun chat, and I hope everyone enjoys getting to know Giuliano Messina from Holy Fangs. going uh it's going good i'm actually yeah. I'm at the, the tail end of like a gnarly fever this week so oh, no. yeah today was like yesterday was like oh i'm not gonna die and today is like oh, i'm okay <laughs> like it's <all> fine <laughs> oh man not yeah. covid though right no no thankfully okay. not covid i mean Thank God. As as I mean, it's like, you know the the 10th strain that they don't know to check for yet but right yeah um, so that's that's been my week uh good times good times yes yeah. oh man i'm glad you're feeling better up up for this <laughs> yeah that was i was like fuck man friday morning let, let's do this so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's morning out there awesome yeah, yeah. bright and early at 11 uh <laughs> yeah. oh man it's two out here i slept like shit last night and i was up at five so yeah, nice. That's always that's always good to do. It's great. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So you're out in California. Is that where you grew up? No, no. Um I've only been here like a year and a half. I grew up in Jersey actually. Oh uh, on the East Coast. So I was there, you know, most of my life. Did a couple years uh in Austin and then I was kind of like, nah, fuck that. I want to go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so here I am. North Jersey or South Jersey? Uh, c- Central Jersey. Central. Okay. Does that count? Like what? Well, like like Trenton? You're talking to. Like, um, uh, I don't know if you knew Jersey, Jersey well. Um, did like the New Brunswick area. Okay. Where there's uh, you know, Rutgers University, and it's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Northish, but you know, yeah, so we're, we're we're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I lived in. Uh, philadelphia for six years so like south a, jersey was people people you know. from south jersey would be like hey we're from philly and i'd be like no you're not <laughs> yeah but nobody knows all those little towns you gotta like right 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 nobody's like i'm from cherry hill right like yeah no <laughs> <laughs> after, after like 20 years you're like i'm just i'm from philly right well, that's where i'm from 
same thing. I live in Maryland yeah. and I'm just like, it's DC because it's DC. people are like, is that a state? And I'm like, yeah, Maryland's a state. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Even though I've meeting yeah. those people up in Jersey. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What was that uh, growing up like for you? Uh, it was, I mean, I was, uh, I was a suburbs kid. So like, I guess, you know, when you're growing up, you don't really know any, uh, any difference, you know, you're just like, okay, well I, uh, live in a house with other houses and things are kind of, things are kind of calm. You kind of go to school, skateboard after school and, uh, you know, do your homework and shit and the, nothing, nothing crazy happened. So it was kind of a normal, I, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> normal East coast upbringing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. You mentioned uh, skateboarding. Uh, how does skateboarding relate to uh, your love for music? Man, I think I kind of got into both around the same time at like 13 years old. I remember, I actually remember like being outside uh, my middle school skateboarding and I found a, like a random Dookie CD on the ground. And I was like, okay. This is, you know, like I grabbed my CD, like my CD Walkman, whatever the hell it was called. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and so that was like, they just kind of like grew with me at the same time. I just happened to discover both. Um, and so it's always been like, you know, two things I love to do. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah they're, they're so connected to each other, music and skateboarding, especially like punk rock and skateboarding, like how influential like the Tony Hawk pro skater games were to like music fandom and people discovering like punk. <laughs> oh no, totally. Like I, that, uh, what that, like Goldfinger song, Superman is like, yeah. That anthem to my teenage years. Cause I heard it a thousand times playing Tony Hawk pro skater. I was like, who the hell are these guys? So, you know, absolutely. They're like completely intertwined. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. When did you uh, start playing guitar? Um, or I any probably, instrument, I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, I was gonna say like I'm gonna skip over like playing saxophone at age nine or whatever. Right. Like, but, <laughs> but that was because that was just like um, you know, like you you play something because you're supposed to do something after school or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, still like 13, 14. I remember I got a uh like a Strat with like a low end Strat and uh you know one of those ten watt amps and just started playing like you know, Green Day, all that super easy stuff, like single note, yeah. single note runs and all that. So yeah, like everything just kind of blew up at 13, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's I remember like, what was the song? I think it was when I come around just like randomly <laughs> coming across that chord progression being like, oh, that's very easy to play. Yeah. And then <laughs> I you're would just do like, that. Oh, I can play all the songs on this CD. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, you're like these guys are professional. I can do this like within a day. Like this is I can this is possible. I can do this. Yeah. I did that. I did basket case a whole lot. That <laughs> like doesn't get old for like a year or two. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, these four chords, and you just change where you play them, and that's every song. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, oh, this is yeah, music is easy. The same square, you just play the same square over <laughs> and over on different places on the fretboard. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I learned to play punk rock. <laughs> I mean, that's correct, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At what point did you start playing in bands and trying to form your own band? Man, um, I would say like right when high school started, like fourteen, fifteen, and you know, a couple friends that you know you start like as a three piece because that's all you know, like 
a kid happens to play drums and someone just plays bass because someone has to play bass. And so I would, yeah, I mean, just like throughout high school, I was always with, uh, you know, one or two different, you know, of course, like small time or whatever, um, just like group of kids playing music. Um, you know, like you would like, it was like the earliest days of the internet. So you'd put your stuff online and like some dude in God knows where would just like rip you apart. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I feel like complete shit now. And I'm a 14 year old kid. Yeah. So it was tough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was always like, yeah, from like, from like 14 onward, trying to play local, local gigs and like little battle of the band stuffs. And yeah, that was the way to go. What was the, the scene like for you locally? Was there something pretty local to where you lived or were you going up to New York or down to Philly? I mean, there were, there were a few venues like strewn around Jersey. Um, there was like the one huge one that we never got to play. That was like Starland ballroom. That was this big, like 5,000 person venue that you're like one day yeah. there. But um, um, yeah, no, there, there were, there were a few around Jersey. It was tough to get into New York and Philly with uh like before we had our licenses and all that. Right. But then, then after, after we, after we were able to do that, then it would, you know, we kind of be able to go down to Philly or Trenton and uh, do, you know, do some one-offs in a, in a basement here or there, New Brunswick, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but it was always, it was always pretty local. There was always something somewhere in Jersey, a little club here or there. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. like what years were that? That was, uh, geez. Um, <laughs> I would say maybe like oh two oh three to like oh six was when I graduated high school. Okay, so that was when like all the New that, Jersey shit was popping off. All the New Jersey, but like it was New Jersey. It was a lot of like the, the underground screamo stuff, mm -hmm. um, and then the stuff that I actually didn't know at the time, like um, like. Ladderman and Iron Sheik were coming up, but I actually like I hadn't you still hadn't heard about them. Um, so I'm always uh, kicking myself for like <laughs> finding those bands too late. But yeah, yeah. all like I, you know stuff like um, like Thursday was coming up, um, and they all those types of bands were always always playing like New Brunswick basement shows and everything. And so that was yeah, like the early years was less less punk. Um, and more kind of like, well, everyone's playing this like screamo stuff. Let's try to get some riffy screamo stuff going on. And when you're like 14, you can't, but right. uh, you know, you try your best. Yeah. yeah. What, led, what led you from Jersey out to Austin? So actually, um, I wanted to go, I always wanted to go to LA, like for the longest time. And uh, my ex at the time, um, she liked Austin and at the end of the day, I was kind of like, I can't fucking afford LA. No one can afford <laughs> LA, but we can afford uh, to like jump. Cause I've always been like uh, a little bit risk averse. So I was like, I'm not going to go like be homeless immediately. Yeah. in LA. That's not my thing. <laughs> so, you know, we tried Austin instead. Was, I mean, it's a cool music city. Mm -hmm. um, everything's way more condensed than out here. I mean, there's a lot of shit to do a lot of bars. Um, but yeah, I was, that that was the reason why I was like, this is kind of like second runner up and uh, I can, you know, I can afford to live out here. And I kind of wanted to get away from the snow and all that. So it was like, it was going to be something more South and more West. Definitely. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was the winner. You, you don't like the winner? You know? 
Man, dude, I like the last winter in Jersey, I had this dinky little like uh, 98 or 99 uh, Corolla and the thing got stuck. I remember like dropping off a curb and the car got stuck in the snow, like perpendicular to the way that traffic was moving and I couldn't get out. And at that point I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I was just stuck here staring at traffic coming at me. I'm I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, man, I've never been a cold weather person. So I got oh, out. Man. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> was it uh tougher to kind of uh form bands and find a scene in Austin, even though it is more of a music hub than New Jersey? Like, was it just like there's so much that it makes it harder to get connected and, and yeah. break out or just easier? No, Austin was weird because, well, Austin, they call themselves like music capital and all that, and they do have a lot of music. But if you try to categorize like what they have, Mm -hmm. the biggest pool is like solo country cover bands, you know, playing, you know, (laughs) playing bars just to get people in drinking and everything. So they're actually, you know, there was a couple um, like punk venues or places that would play more um, alternative music and whatnot. But it was not, I would say it definitely wasn't like as flooded as I imagined it would be, uh, with, you know, with different kinds of musicians. It was a little bit monotonous. I mean, there's, you had to look around. It was possible I found people, but it was never like the smooth sailing, um, you know, that you might imagine. And yeah. especially like the last like decade, Austin's really, it's it's flipped a bit now. It's a lot more of a tech city. So a lot fewer people in like the art scene or like with those types of passions. And so it's been, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a bit tough out there. Yeah. I feel like even South by has changed where it's like not as music focused as it once was. It's like, there's so much (laughs) other stuff going on that like music is, has been decentralized at that. No, there's, there's so many like insane corporate events where, you know, you need like a a badge to get in your company pays for your badge. Yeah. And it's all just kind of like networking stuff. So it's totally not what, I mean, I don't want to be the kind of guy that's like, oh, back in my day, because I wasn't even there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But definitely the stories you hear, you're like, yeah, the priorities have changed there, which it's whatever. Yeah. 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 But then you finally bit the bullet. Did you have a workout in LA or were you just like, I have to go out to LA to try to make this music thing work? (laughs) No, no, I've never... I mean, make it work, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no matter what, right? Um, No, I... um, So I actually got laid off from COVID. And then I was like, oh, cool. Now's a good chance for me to like... I'm not tied down to anything out here. So I just kind of... I started like to actually... Still like kind of risk averse. Started applying to jobs out in LA. And then after a few months, somebody took a bite. So I was like, okay, cool. I got everything lined up ready to go and then once i got here immediately i was like okay i'm looking for for bandmates um and you know it's not going to be like i'm not dumping my whole fucking life into you know into touring and doing this and that but this is going to be like the number one hobby the number one passion yeah Um, and i just want people you know i wanted to find people like that as well where you know they they love it and they're not gonna i don't know man it's not it's just that they, they don't feel the pressure of also having to do this like touring lifestyle or whatever. They just have this love for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. How did uh, Holy Fangs get started? Man, Holy Fangs. So Holy Fangs is like a pure child of Craigslist. Like 
as soon as I got here, I was like, you know, looking for this, this, and this. Uh, I was playing music with another guy who um, we ended up meeting um, the Holy Fangs drummer, Mike. And, uh, and that actually like didn't work out at first because the other guy didn't like Mike and blah, blah, blah. But Mike and I got along really well. So like a couple months later, I was like, actually, I'm done with you, but can I get Mike's number? And uh, yeah, so, but I mean, all four of us, it's all just been kind of like Craigslist connections um, and just like, you know, you contact somebody, go out for a drink, get a feel for them, see like what to like as a person. Because I feel like that's, I mean, that's ultimately like the, the most of it is if this is someone that you're sharing your passion, your hobby with, they don't have to be crazy virtuosos, but, you know, you have to, you have to dig them as people. So. That was really all it was, man. Craigslist and, uh, you know, having sitting down, having to be with people. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <coughs> Where'd the name come from? In air. I mean, <laughs> it was, I've always been like, um, I really like, like phrases and lines and lyrics that like kind of sound a little contradictory maybe, or that like make you kind of stop and go, wait, what? And so that was just like one of the names in a list of, of ideas that we had. And uh, we kind of cycled through a bunch of different names, uh, came back and we just like eventually came back to like Holy Fang with no S. Um, and then we're like, no, that's kind of sounds wonky. So just add an S on the end. But it wasn't, um, I think it was just kind of, just kind of me being like, I want something that's like, kind of sounds a little contradictory on the surface that makes you that's something that you can't google and you'll have it already exist in a thousand places as you know something else someone else already thought of yeah so yeah because that's the biggest thing nowadays is like if you you know i mean if i call my band the germs you know that's it's it's it'll never work out you'll never find us right <laughs> gotta be trying to trying to be somewhat unique it's tough <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I, I keep a list on my phone of like, anytime I hear something and I go, that's a good band name. I just write it down because you never know. You never, <laughs> you never know. know, man. That could you be the know. one. That could be. <laughs> There's really stupid shit on my phone. <laughs> uh, why why punk rock? Why this like pop punk sound? Like, I mean, it's it's still, it's crazy that like the boom happened like two decades ago, but like people are still drawn to it and like, still playing this music that is gets so associated with like teenage angst dude man that's a great question i mean even for me like for well for me like two decades ago i guess yeah two decades ago like when i first got into music like i said like i i found the dookie album one of my buddies uh brought me to his house and showed me um an anti-flag album um i randomly bought like a jawbreaker cd at the store once just i was like oh this is cool and um and it just like hit me at the you know when something hits you at the right time when you're a teenager mm. there's like that just becomes a part of you and i've always kind of like like i've evolved a little bit in and out of different types of punk um like i was you know i was into po like folk punk for a while and everyone goes through like their their dead kennedy's phase and whatever <laughs> and um i think ultimately what what happens with me is the way like the punk that i like to listen to and like and that I like to write, it's not necessarily as like, it's not as thrashy. It's a little bit cleaner. And so um, you just end up 
you be you, I like I feel like I'm able to like sense and also give a lot more of like a visceral emotion that way. Mm-hmm. And it's not, but it doesn't have to be as like on the surface as like street punk as like GBH or something like that, where that's yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're they're screaming and they're angry, which is it's good in its own right, but it's not like how I want to express, you know, myself through music. Yeah. And so for me, it's always been like, like I've had people like girlfriends who would ever ask me, like, you know, you always listen to this. I'm like, yeah, because like, it just makes me like feel some sort of way. It like, it like triggers the neurons in my brain to like fire in a different way than like some other type of music. Now I'm not, I don't want to like bash on the music because other people like that for probably the same reason. But like for me, it just it just clicks where if I hear like an amazing melody in punk, like if I hear some crazy no effects melody, um, my brain just like, you know, fires off. I'm like, wow, that really like that touches me like really deeply. And I don't even have the vocabulary to describe it, but it's just like a super internal, all encompassing feeling. And I've always wanted to be able to like recreate that outwardly. So that's why I try to do it now. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll be 38. I still have the MXPX Life in General cassette tape that I used to <laughs> skateboard to when I was 15. So, and I still put that on. And I'm like, yeah, these songs still rule. And anytime MXPX comes to town, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, and, and relive that every moment because like they do rule. It it still no works. <laughs> Punk still still works. Uh, <laughs> so simple. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. So. <laughs> Uh, you guys put this EP out uh, end of July. Were there any uh, lyrical themes you were uh, going for when you wrote this? Um, I think like uh, what I've come to realize about myself when I write the lyrics is kind of like when I moved away from Jersey, I kind of found this um, this like direction where I tend to think more like um nostalgically a little bit of like what if a little bit of regret um in and i kind of like end up throwing using those themes to you know to throw lyrics down on paper and it's just like whatever comes out comes out but um that's really like i feel like has ended up being like i've always been searching you know you're growing up you were searching for like your voice and how to write stuff and once i moved i was like oh this idea of like nostalgia of the past of like not losing yourself, not losing other people, you know, how could have things, how could things have gone differently? Not necessarily good or bad, just differently. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just stuff that you'll never know. So it's like, you can kind of get overly pensive about it. And it's like <laughs> in, in like in normal life, it's not necessarily like beneficial to dwell on that stuff. Um, but like, I feel like, and I don't necessarily, but, with music, I'm able to just kind of like sit with that emotion and use that to make something. Um, so a lot of, I feel like lyrically, a lot of the music um, comes from that, comes from like a nostalgic place um, that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to like convey. Yeah. 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 Do, that, do you feel like that fits with the music more that you're writing? Do you think that like there's some weird like in your brain, like tandem, like this is the music I'm playing. So these are the lyrics that go with that fit best with that sound. 
Kind of. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I try. I've never been like a guy who's like, hey, I want to write like 13 like pop punk love songs right. and throw it out. Right. So I know like I'm like I'm not writing like major key songs where it would obviously be like, oh, it has, has to be like something happy and lighthearted. Like, I, you know, I try to be like try to dip my toes into a little bit of like the music theory we're like oh i can put a minor chord here like such and such seventh chord and it like lends itself to this emotion um i don't know like how the fuck composers do it in like you know from the 1700s how they use music that way to just hit you with the right emotion yeah but yeah and i feel like there's definitely there's at least some kind of parallel where like I I would know if I was like writing a sad song with happy music and it just wouldn't work. Right. So I try I try to stray away from from that a little bit. Yeah. 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 What's uh What's the rest of this year look like for you guys? Oh man, um, I think so. This first EP was four songs. We definitely have, um, you know, a couple more lined up. I think the plan is kind of like not this year but in general to get a little handful of eps out that way to just keep momentum going so i think the rest of this year kind of feels like um getting that second ep either done or almost done and um you know we've been kind of developing some uh, some band friendships we had some some shows from some bands that went well and um so you know it'd be it would just be awesome to, to keep that momentum up um and yeah like towards the end of the year to have that a second ep with you know songs that just show a bit you know that show like um more development um you know than like the next the next batch of four songs that we wrote this is yeah. how they've kind of developed from the first four so we'll see but the, i mean the year's coming up quick yeah like, yeah at an insane rate it sure is. Somebody posted yeah. it today. Somebody was like, 100 days till Christmas. And I was like, shut up. Uh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here, here's, here's a fun new question I've been asking people. What's been uh, what's been helping you uh, get through your days recently? Music, TV, books, movies? Oh, what, what are you enjoying, man? What am I enjoying? Well, like like I said, like the last the last week was, has been brutal. Mm-hmm. I was just like kind of a fever. And I was just like, I was watching, um, not, I'm going to sound like a kid now. <laughs> I was watching a junior bake off that like British bake off show Okay, that, that got me through like a day or two. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, there's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a slow week, uh, a little bit listening to a little bit more of a sorority noise lately. They always hit there. I would go through like these, like, ups and down patches with them they're always fucking great yeah so like that's gotten me through a little bit of like laying in bed sweating (laughs) (laughs) dealing with shit so uh it's been those guys i gotta i mean i i'm like itching to play again i've just like haven't had the the heart the last few days but i gotta get back at it of course Uh uh-huh but i got them and i got my 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 dogs are like literally keeping me alive because they're just like get up it's time <laughs> you have to get out of bed <laughs> so they're always the, uh, said the third factor
I like for me personally, I've been super stoked. I know like, you know, whatever, nobody listening like knows the members <laughs> of the band, but like I've been, they've been so like crazy fucking supportive when it comes to like writing music together and like how they share ideas and like everyone's just gung ho. And they're just like the other band members, like they just make me excited to play music. And it's just like, I don't know, like it's tough to tell that in someone's face maybe, but it's, it's been a, like, it's been an amazing fucking experience. And I'm like, so happy that, you know, we're, uh, we're, uh, you know, on the same train and uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, we're uh, the EP EP one is on uh, Spotify, Apple, what is it? Apple music, mm. Pandora, Bandcamp. So we're, we're around, we're trying to get around, trying to get some shows um yeah well i mean we'll see what happens Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never thought so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen along, and the wheels are turning, and I started a song. One good word, and I'm gone. Oh, as the story. Word I'm missing If you help me I'll